What up, this is Yinka Diz. Peace, this is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we've got the summer recap. Recapping the months of June, July, and August from this year, 2020. And it's been a crazy year, so this is just another crazy recap. And, <laughs> you know, we, we have all these topics outright. So we're going to talk about, you know, the Beyonce, Black is King. We're going to talk about, um, you know, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, WAP, Megan Thee Stallion, Tory Lanez, Common, Nas, King's Disease, whatever, right? But, like, I feel like this topic... These topics we have, like, it could just keep evolving as the show progresses because mm. every fucking second there's a new bit of craziness just coming out that we could just That's facts. grab from the air and put into these episodes. So, you know, we'll have everything time stamped by the end of it. And just so our listeners know, right now we're recording this Thursday, um, August, what is today, the 27th? Yeah. Yeah. So... If you're listening to this, you know, by the time September hits, who knows? Um, things might have already been out of date, but it is what it is. Fact. So remember to uh, like and subscribe to the podcast. And yeah, so I guess we'll just go ahead and get into it. And before we get even get into all these topics, should we cover what the shit that happened this week, Yinka? Dog, like, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, to be honest, like, I don't even think any of this shit fucking matters in, That's in fair. relation to what's going on. Uh, I, I just want to start the show by saying, like, stop killing us, yo. Like, I know, I know. This shit is like disgusting, man. And it's just, I mean, it's like I feel so many emotions about it at the same time. I, I think the the most foremost of them is rage. Like, yeah, um, it's just so just disgusting. The two justice systems that we have, you know, the fact that you know we're now calling this individual, you know, for the folks that don't know what I'm talking about or, or, you know, I haven't prefaced it. We're talking about, um, you know, the, the, the young man who was shot seven times in the back by right. police while breaking up a fight. Um, and then, you know, that's what he was doing. He was breaking up a fight. Yeah. Oh Jesus. And then since then now, um, a 17 year old dude with walking around with an AR 15, um, killed two people, wounded a third person, Somehow, I guess, trying to defend businesses from looting, I guess, was supposedly the explanation. He's since been arrested for murder. But I mean, yeah. like yeah. what? Yeah, it's nuts. Um, Did you watch the video of Jacob Blake? I can't I, I can't watch these anymore, bro. I, didn't. I, can't, I, I didn't watch it. I watched him go around to the car and they tug at his shirt. And then like it was like a really quick, like nine second clip. Mm. And I was like, oh, good. I don't need to see anything else. Cause uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't typically watch those. Like so for yeah, uh, George Floyd, I watched like eight seconds. Uh, no, I watched like the you know they pull him out of the car, this that mm. and the other, and then I watched like eight seconds of the the knee on the the neck, and I was like, oh, he does this for eight minutes and forty six seconds. Yeah. yeah, I don't need to see that. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm not. First of all, I'm not watching. I'm not watching this shit anymore. Um, yeah, and I I'm starting to feel like they this is like these these loops of watching this shit is is done to desensitize us um yeah. to dehumanize us um and and in some ways it's reminiscent of you know in the old days when white people would watch black people be lynched like you know it was a, it was a sport it was it was something that you know when you take the humanity from the the being 
um, you can just watch it and it just becomes entertainment. And right. you you feel you feel a lot less bad about negative things that happen to a human when that human is no longer a human anymore. And right. um, I just can't watch black people be murdered anymore like this. And I mean, I think, you know, my my anger and my rage, you know, subsides to just just morose and sadness when I think about the fact that there there is no justice for us and that, you know, that, you know, Jacob Blake is probably not going to get any any sort of justice. And, you know, I mean, I don't even know if this white kid, I don't know what his name is. I, I probably should care more just because I feel like we should name these people the same way we name these victims and we should their their lives should be hell and that you know they should they they should be they should be judged in history um according to their actions so apologies for not naming this individual by name but i i i think i i know i feel like i know that there's a better chance that that there will no, be no justice in his case as well um for for his victims uh you know because i mean the justice system isn't for us Kyle Rittenhouse is his name so yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse, man, I, I I really I really hope that he's prosecuted to the the fullest extent of the law, um, and I really hope that his victims get some sort of justice. Which I mean, like what like what is the justice? Like you you know your your family member has been killed or maimed for no reason. Like like what is there even when we talk about justice in in that case? Sean King, who I do not follow, but who my feed follows and repost mm -hmm. said that his mother should get tried as well because yes he's a minor agreed and because she, she drove, drove him, him across state lines mm -hmm. to get guns or with guns or just something like that right basically for what aiding and not aiding and abetting but um as an accomplice she right? should be an accessory to murder accessory, I agree. yes i agree go. wholeheartedly yeah, it's She's, not going to happen but she should be so her her son illegally procured an assault rifle Right. She knew that he had this illegally procured assault, assault rifle and right. essentially drove him to the scene to murder people. It, yeah. lo it looks more like hunting than it does like protecting anything. I, I, yes, yes. I'm sure there's a spin on it that would, that would argue the contrary. Yeah. But I like this. I prefer your spin. It's, so. This shit seems like the purge, right? It's like, yeah. it's like, yo, I'm going to take my kid and his assault. It's, it's like, you know, when I was a kid, my mom dropped me off to, to you know, with 50 cents in my pocket to go play an arcade game or to, right. you know, to pl play laser tag. Like, you're, you're dropping your kid off in another state with an assault yeah. rifle? Yeah. Like, what? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's... Um, she should go look, to jail for sure. 2020 is just... I don't... You, because here's the thing, right? Mm. I think that... A lot of what we're seeing now, forget the coronavirus, right? Yeah. Just forget that entirely. I think a lot of what we're seeing in terms of like, or a lot of what white people are seeing, okay. right? In terms of this crazy shit happening to black people. Uh -huh. We know that this has been going on for years, right? Right, And I think that, not years, decades, hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I mean, I'm not saying anything novel here, but just America can't sweep it under the rug any longer. I mean, that's so this is all coming to surface. And I think that it's one thing when you and I, you know, we're reading about our history or the history of our ancestors in this country and we see lynchings. Right. We see a photo of lynchings mm -hmm. and we, we read the descriptions of what happens mm -hmm. and we see 
white people gathering, taking photos and smiling. It's like mm-hmm. you can see that and have a visceral guttural like, holy shit, this is fucked up reaction, right? Right. But like you're also seeing that in a textbook somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you're also processing that like, wow, like that happened a while ago. And right. for someone like me mm-hmm. who didn't grow up in the hood, mm-hmm. who grew up light-skinned with all the privileges of I, I've had and haven't actually had to deal with a lot of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. To then now really start to see some of these things. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's just, I feel you on the disgusting thing. Um, it's just, it's it saddens me to just more and more yeah. to just come to the full realization that like human beings in general and, and mm. like we're capable of some really fucked up shit. Yeah. And, what I'm what I'm saying right there goes beyond white and black and goes beyond racism, just mm-hmm. in general. We're all mm-hmm. capable of some fucked up shit. But like mm-hmm. that's what this is. Like we're just seeing the ugliness of yeah. humanity and it's and it's a damn shame. Now, to your specific point, mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about this before in the spring. Mm-hmm. You know, sadly, we had to talk about this with uh, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and Tiana Taylor. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh Brianna Taylor, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Tiana Taylor. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Brianna <laughs> Taylor. And, uh, but it's just like, I'm, I'm, I was numb then. Mm. I'm still numb now. Yeah. And in fact, I got more, I was tweeting you this, or texting you this yesterday that I actually got more emotional about the response from the Milwaukee Bucks than I did about the news from Jacob Blake. And I think you were a little bit surprised about that. But I, yeah. as I explained to you, the reason why is because I am, I get numb to these things and maybe it's PTSD yeah. and maybe it's irresponsible and maybe I should be more outraged then maybe i should get more outraged than i do get but for me for whatever it is like maybe this is just how i cope and it helps Mm -hmm. me not get too cloudy Mm -hmm. and it helps me not get too emotional about these things so that i can try to have a a level head whatever it is just like when i see these things i'm just like i I just i numb i'm just numb to the pain but when i see the positive which is what the bucks did like Mm -hmm. that's like oh shit is there like a, a, a like a little shimmer of hope yeah. Um, can I actually allow myself to like feel that maybe something positive could could happen or some change could happen? And it, then it, I get all swept up. And it's yeah. so funny that you say that. And I, I we didn't even plan to talk about this topic, but let's talk about it. We're here. Go ahead. Um, and and then I'll say what I was gonna say after. But you know, we're on the NBA. Um, I you know obviously you and I texted about this. Um, I was very moved by you know what the Bucks decided to moved. do. My eyes started um, swelling up. Yeah, like I was, I, I was, I was just. It, it made me, like you said, it made me feel like there was some sort of hope for humanity, like, like right. that there were people that could look outside of themselves. Yeah. Um. And then you know, since that, since that happened, right, this whole ha- case has developed of you know almost this roller coaster of like you know now the NBA Players Association is meeting with the NBA. They may scrap the whole season. You know, supposedly LeBron James and, and you know, the Lakers and the Clippers have decided that they don't want to play anymore. They voted against it. The rest of the vote, the rest of the players voted or, or teams voted to stay. And, you know, they got outnumbered and, you know, et cetera. But it seems like as the case has, you know, as we're getting more and more details, uh, it sounds like certain individuals in the bubble have basically leaked that that was performative, um, from and that you know from LeBron James. Uh, yes, and and even the the idea that like they were going to scrap the whole rest of the season. Yeah. Um, and that you know, so so I want to just say that to uh, again, additionally highlight that 
I think it took a lot of humanity and a lot of hubris and a lot of brass and a lot of boldness for the Bucks to do what they did. Yeah. And 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 even though the NBA performatively stood behind them, um, I don't think that they stood behind them. And I think that, you know, I think that it's great that we had this whole like, you know, fake moment where everybody, you know, unified. But at the end of the day, to me, it feels like the Bucks stood on one side of the line and everybody else kind of cowered in a, in a situation where they really could have uh, backed them and, and, and become a part of something that was bold. So how, uh, how up to date are you on this? Like I said, we're recording it right now. It's 520. Probably been disconnected for the last few hours because of work, but okay. I, I got updates this morning. So the last I got updated was around mm -hmm. 2 p.m. Eastern time. Okay. Um, now, again, I don't know when our listeners are going to get this. And by the end of the weekend, which is probably when at least this portion mm -hmm. will be released, who knows? Right. But um, there might be more updates. Like, mm -hmm. basically, everything that we're saying right now could become obsolete. Facts. Knows? We'll see. Facts. Um, as, okay, so my understanding of it, I'll try to keep this as brief as, as I can. Yeah. Um, starting from the beginning, mm -hmm. um, everybody showed up with the expectation to play. And George Hill goes into the locker room and he says, guys, like, are we really going to play? Like, I don't feel like playing. Okay. And has a conversation with his teammates and they're all like, yeah, you know what? Like, fuck this. Let's right. not play. But what they, what they did though is that they didn't make a scene of it. They mm -hmm. just stayed in the locker room mm -hmm. while they got their owner to get a Zoom call with, I think, the governor and the commissioner or whoever. Okay. Um, or the attorney general. I think it was a, a, the, not attorney general, the district attorney and either the governor or someone to be like, yo, what can we do? Like, what? And they spoke for hours. Hmm. And the, the call kept going in and out because I think the district, the DA had like poor reception or something like that. Okay. But they didn't, they didn't make a scene or anything. Like, right, right. They didn't, they didn't tell anybody else. Like it was a very impromptu. Like they just yeah. felt compelled to do this. Uh -huh. And it was kind of like, they didn't have a plan. They just like, look, we don't feel like playing. What can we do? And they yeah. actually got their owner to get on a call, like to, <laughs> you know, to get the, the, the DA yeah. um, of uh, Kenosha or whatever to, mm -hmm. to, uh, to, to get on a call with them, which is pretty fucking remarkable. Now, That's beautiful. Now, Orlando didn't know this was happening, but once mm -hmm. they got word that it was happening, then they, they were, were like, oh yeah, Okay, cool. Yeah, let's let's do this. And right. here's the important thing too: mm -hmm. the Bucks actually anticipating forfeiting the game. Mm -hmm. They were they 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 didn't go out there trying to postpone it. They're like, right. look, we're gonna forfeit this playoff game. Yep. Right. That's why I'm saying like what they did yes. was very fucking brave. Yes, it and, was. And and that bravery to me rests on them solely. Right. Right. So like the the fact that the rest of the games that night got canceled and stuff like that's great and that's wonderful. But like that comes from the bravery of the Bucks. It's not the NBA's bravery. It's not right. the, you know, the, this collective idea where it's like, oh yeah, LeBron walked out of the room. So, you know, he's a part like no. Right, we're gonna get into the that a little Bucks bit of stuff. Cause that's that's that's, that's we're brave. Right. So okay. the the magic, I think they were a little just confused by it, but mm -hmm. I don't think they really had any objections to it. Right. Now, in fairness to the other teams, both the Celtics and the Raptors were actually I I want to say there were communications between those two teams about okay. four, about both teams. Just yeah, the Raptors the had definitely uh, yes. mentioned that they were thinking about it. Yes, and I think the the Celtics were too because uh, mm -hmm. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are very passionate about this. Mm -hmm. So okay, so coming into LeBron, right? 
<sighs> Look, I... <sighs> I almost don't even want to talk about this topic on here. <laughs> Look, I've said in the past that ultimately I, I feel him where he comes from with this, this movement stuff. Yeah. I think he's done good things. I don't think that he is nearly as informed on these issues as he presents himself to be. That's fine. You saw the He's Taylor Rooks. You saw the Taylor Rooks question, right? What was the Taylor Rooks question? You didn't see this? No. Okay. Please. So, yo, now Wait, when, was, sound like was a, this recent? Yes. Uh, maybe okay, two ahead. days ago, three days ago. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, yo, first of all, I want to say that this is not a, a LeBron James hate po- podcast. No, it's, we're not. It's here not. To hate. But, but I, look, of all the hate I've ever <sighs> given LeBron. This what I, what I plan to say during the next ten minutes, I think, is actual a legit criticism. Okay, and I and I think we should be asking these questions of LeBron, the ones that I okay. will, or we should be we should be scrutinizing his actions. Anyway, go Agreed. ahead. So you, I, I know you're aware of Taylor Brooks. Most people yes, are. She's of you know she's just as beautiful as she is brilliant. So you know yes. we're 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 all fans. Yeah. So Taylor Brooks is 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 interview or they're doing the, they're doing an interview for you know the players um, and. And Taylor Rooks now gets the floor, and LeBron is holding the autobiography of Malcolm X in his hand, <laughs> and he has and he has it bookmarked about halfway through the book, uh-huh. and so he's holding it and he keeps kind of playing with the book throughout the interview, and so uh-huh. Taylor Rooks gets the floor and she says, "Hey, LeBron, I see in your hand you're holding the autobiography of Malcolm X." She said, um, "Can you give us one key takeaway that you have of the book?" That so to what you've read so far, uh-huh. mind you, the book is bookmarked like halfway, halfway through the through book, it. right? Like yeah. so, and so, like obviously caught off guard. LeBron begins to start talking about all this stuff about yeah, you know, and I, I just wish Malcolm and you know Martin and they were still alive, and you know, if they were, then you know, like you know, because just he's just a really smart man, and you know, I, I mean, like. He very obviously wasn't prepared, and very obviously, it seemed as though he had not read the book, read the book? at all. Like he, like you know, like it's like it's like you're you you you're in school, right? And you're, you you had homework that was like to read something, and then you completely <laughs> didn't read it, and so you're like trying to pull an answer out of your ass about like what the book is about, and you have no idea. Right. Um. So like he, you know, he did that answer, and then and then Taylor Rooks like tweeted about it, like yo, check this out, just kind of you know being funny or whatever, being silly about it, but. Yo, like the internet had a field day with that shit for like a solid 24 hours. And then they started posting all these pictures of like LeBron's like like holding all these different books with like these different bookmarks. And they're like, LeBron never gets past page three of any book that he's holding. Yo, at one point it was the Hunger Games. <laughs> I was dying. But anyway, I'm sorry. Oh, Go ahead. So look. I was texting with a friend earlier. I won't say his name, <laughs> but uh, I was just kind of reading some news throughout the day, and it was just and we were talking about LeBron. I was like, "Oh, you know, LeBron want like LeBron and the Lakers and the Clippers want to want to end the season." I was like, "You know, that's cool." And he was like, "He's like, I'm inwardly skeptical, but I'm outwardly supportive." And we were talking mm-hmm. about how like, you know, LeBron was wrestling with the idea of of, of canceling the games beforehand, like like. <laughs> They the, the the Lakers like they weren't sure what was what was going to happen and whatnot mm-hmm. and so we were kind of thinking that like maybe some of this is was performative from LeBron and we, yeah, when I actually looked Definitely. at some of the reporting and this is the ESPN reporting yep. which 
Seems pretty thorough, but mm-hmm. we'll see. And there's a lot of different people contributing. Um, you know, um, Ramona Shelburne, Wojnarowski, mm-hmm. even Stephen A. They all, yeah. you know, they're all contributing here. Right. So essentially, this is the thing what happened with LeBron is that they had this players meeting mm-hmm. afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. When the, the Bucks finally come out right. and then the this game is canceled and then they I think the league decides to cancel all the games because mm-hmm. they're all like, oh yeah, sure. They all follow suit with the Bucks. Right. And then they have a players meeting, all right. players meeting. Yep. And my understanding is that LeBron took issue with the fact that they didn't tell him. Yep. And exactly. it's just like, what the fuck is he, wrong with you? He said he was caught off guard. And it's the yeah. only thing he said. And he was pissed. Yeah. It's it seems like LeBron wanted to be like at the forefront of this. It's like, no, yep. you then be at the forefront of your own protest. Then yep. you know, you wake up that day or Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever. Yeah. And you say, Hey, I'm not gonna play. But they, that didn't happen, right? And so yep. so then Giannis defends his team. And then Jalen Brown defends the Bucks right. and says they don't have anything to apologize for. And mm-hmm. it's fucking true. Mm-hmm. They don't have a damn thing to apologize Facts. for. So then, then LeBron, they vote to, and the Clippers, they vote to end the season. And I think Udonis Haslam says, well, how can the season end? How, like, what's going to happen if you guys aren't there? And then they just leave the, the right. they leave the meeting early. Right. Right. But it was an in, it was an impromptu, unofficial vote. Right. It was just like, hey, like, what do you guys want to do? Yeah. And so <laughs> it's just, it's just kind of bizarre. I think it's um, very performative. Um, yeah, it and, does. You know, it does seem performative. And the 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 meeting that they've had since, right? They said it was in, there was another players' meeting since then, and that LeBron said no words in the entire the entire meeting, right? Well, yeah. And then the Bucks said, like, look, we had no intention of finishing the season. We were just gonna like they want to finish, like, and they're yeah. they're the ones who who decided to do this. Mm-hmm. I think I think what happened, you know, and I, I've said this in in my group chat. And now, and now we're really going to sound like haters, but it is what it is. I'm That's just fine. saying my opinion. Um, you know, even before things started to leak out about what actually happened in these, in these um, you know, meetings or whatever, um, you know, I was like, yo, LeBron must be pissed because at the end of the day, right, LeBron has this brand that that yes. is about social justice, right? Right. So he's supposed to be this guy that's this forward-thinking social justice guy, but at the same time, he's desperate to try to win this title, right? Because yeah. he because he's chasing after the Michael Jordan thing and the whole nine. And this looks like the the easiest road he's ever going to have to a title, right? Because like mm-hmm. half of the, the the superstar players are hurt, injured, out, whatever, right? So there's a good there's as good a chance of any that he's going to win this title in the bubble as you know, next year or the year after as he's an aging player, right? So so he really, really wants this as much as he wants anything else. Yeah. So the Bucks kind of force his hand here, right? Because they do something that's bold and in, in, in the field of social Incredibly justice. Incredibly bold, yeah. And now, Incredibly bold. Right, and now LeBron has to also do something, <laughs> right, to, to match the boldness. Yes. Um, I think the NBA did him a solid by just canceling the rest of the games that evening because... He would have had to make a decision as to whether or not they were going to also, and then you know each each yes. game what there would have had to be a decision, but instead they postponed they postponed mm-hmm. all of those games um, and and moved them back a bit. But I think, you know, I, I think it it it's interesting and it and it puts it puts some question marks there. I think we've even on this podcast given you know LeBron uh, you know some props in terms of him using his platform and you know being about social justice but you probably give him more props than I have I think I think part of you know what 
what saddens me, you know, just to take it back to the, the, the overarching conversation about the world here is that these people's brands are more important to them than the actual issues that, that are at hand. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is a situation where the Bucks tried to do something positive about something that happened, you know, in the location of their team. Um, and they, you know, they Quite made, literally doing so literally got getting their owner to get in contact right. with the DA. Right. And then like you they're know, in the locker room, all the players on a Zoom call with the DA. Like what? And then it's like, <laughs> how dare you defy my brand by not allowing me to be the person who's the face of this so performative social justice thing. Right. Like, yeah, um, it's really hard not to see it that way. Yeah. It's hella weird, man. Um, and so I, I, I personally <laughs> actually, I don't know if you saw this, but I, I posted it on Facebook. Um, about you know i was i've been kind of just posting as as things have happened and when when um they said yeah there's a chance i think Woj uh uh posted that like there's a chance that the that the season is going to be scrapped there was a vote to you know to cancel or not um and that you know lebron and the lakers and you know the clippers have left um i posted that and one of my friends was like um how much do you want to bet that they still do the season? And I said, I would bet my whole salary that they that they do the rest of the season. Yeah. And, I mean, I, you know, so, I mean, we knew we knew what this was. Yeah. You know, but well, anyway. They kind of had to. They didn't kind of have to, but. They didn't. Even before, even before this incident, even mm-hmm. before the bubble started, one of the things that they talked about was like, if you guys don't finish the season, this mm-hmm. is going to affect your your money for this season and for the following season. So that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons. That was one of their incentives for finishing the season. Yeah, but are we are we all about you know social justice and the greater collective cause, or are we about our millions? You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I got yeah, you. Yeah, I I yeah. look. I'm not in that situation. <laughs> I know, right? You so, know what I mean? And I think that's a, another thing to definitely highlight, right? Like. It's easy to talk about other people's money (laughs) as opposed to yours, right? This is their livelihood. It's what they do for a living. I understand all of those things. I'm just saying, don't be performative. You know what I'm saying? Like I work for a corporation owned by white people and, you know, I go to work every day. Like that's, you know, that's what I do. So I, 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 you know, I get it. Like, but at the same time, I'm also not going to be like, Yo, you know, like I'm, I, I'm the guy. Like you, you, you can't do anything. You know, don't, don't, don't take your time off of work unless you let me know about it first, because I, I need to be the face of this. Like I think that's ridiculous. And look, we're we're going, this this is going off of the the reporting, <laughs> but I mean, all the reporting that I've read so far seems yeah. pretty consistent. Yeah. Again, who knows that this is? You know, I'm not in there. But it just it's hard not to see that that's what the move here was. And it's a shame yeah. because, you know, I, I think the more I learned about what the Bucks did, that it mm-hmm. really was just an impromptu thing. Yeah. They didn't really have a plan. Yeah. They weren't they weren't expecting like they weren't expecting the games to get postponed. They were literally willing to forfeit a game. Mm-hmm. Like that's fucking yeah. unheard of. That's I bold, I, I've not seen that before. It's bold. Nah, for real. I, I really respect that particular move. And um you know, just respect their bravery. I know at the end of the day, right, there's too much money on the line. Um, there's too many different things that people are trying to get out of the the rest of this basketball season. And so I, it's definitely going to take place. I don't think that there's any question there. But, you know, I, I really, really respect the move that the that the Bucks, you know, did in that case. Yeah. Um, and there were other figures as well that we haven't named. Like Andre Iguodala had a lot of, I think. Iggy. Um, that's my man. I think he had a lot of good things to share. He was basically like, yeah. look, like, 
we need a plan of action. Yeah. If we quit the season, what are what exactly are we doing? Mm-hmm. Are we going home to chill? Or are we going home to do work? I think that mm-hmm. was him who said that. Okay. There's been a bunch of different things going. Yeah, a lot of folks have, said, have, yeah. have spoken. I I really liked what Robert Ori said. I really liked um, what Kenny the Jet Smith did. Um, that actually um, seemed a little performative to me too, but really? it was cool. I mean, there a was there bit, was there was bit. some theater to it. I mean, it was it was on television. Um, yeah. But I respected it because he didn't have to do it. And I mean, yeah. I think, you know, seeing Shaq and 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 Chuck just kind of sit there and watch him walk away was also kind of funny because it just, yeah. it really represents the politics between the three of them. Um, yeah. Who else had like, oh, Doc Rivers. Yeah. Um, so there's been, there's been a good, you know, number of, of, of really, you know, positive things that have been said from folks in this, um, in this arena. And I think, you know, in a in a place like America where we worship celebrity and we worship money and we worship the entertainment industry, I think it's important, you know, for our entertainers when they do have things to say that are positive, you know, for us to hear from them. So I, I, I really just respect the ones that have come forward and really, yeah. you know, talked about what this is from our perspective. I'm home now. It's over now. It's over. She got a thing for Chanel Vintage that dry before she can speak English Do you love me and love seeking attention? I mean, which one is it? You keep calling me a twin, but twins ain't this different Mentally, I'm already on next year That's some 2020 clear vision You saying let you finish I ain't trying to hear it I'm off of spiritual lifting, but I don't fly spirit I'm off of finding happiness, but down to die serious All smiles, Kevin Durant trials Had to blow it on a court, I must have blew a milli I'm walking on all charges, that's my new Achilles I know they love to rock the check, but who gon' do it really? Really? My depositions never surface Tenenbaum know the logo on the jersey is getting purchased Ten years in and y'all yet they hear my most impressive verses Paid the cost to be the boss, wasn't even my most expensive purchase Trust when I say I'm never on it, they assuming I'm on Tales about me are like Coritos and Coolia Khan Sashimi from Saito, you know that man, two Michelin star Postcard from Grace Bay, sending my distant regards Vision wasn't mine, told my the vision was ours Still a part of shorty, even if we've been living apart Rocks will do you filthy for me soon as I give him the nod Meaning he'll blast for me like putting a six with the guard Hop on the float and show the city the one they appointed The one that's rebuilding schools and feeding the homeless Hang with my but sometimes I be trying to avoid it Cause they'll get to popping out of place like they double jointed Goals was the top of the pyramid in this world I gotta get the most of everything as the axis on which it sit and twirls Point blank period like a city girl And then I bring it back to 50 world Hey. Whoa